A winter-like storm system is expected to bring some snow to the area ahead of a rather decent weekend. We're likely to see more snow to the south, less to the north. A winter weather advisory will be in effect tonight. Roughly along Interstate 80 through the Quad Cities, where 3 to 5 inches of snow is possible. South of here, it's a winter storm warning. 6 to 10 inches possible, but only 1 to 3 inches is expected north of the Quad Cities. The Mississippi River is down to 2.5 feet above flood stage in the Quad Cities this morning and continuing to fall. Illinois' COVID-19 count is now over 24,000. The death toll is over 900. Iowa's identified almost 2,000 cases, and the death toll is over 50. State public health officials added 1,346 more cases in Illinois yesterday. 80 more people died. In Iowa, 96 new cases were reported, and four more people died. Rock Island County reports 20 more cases. Scott County reports five, so the Quad Cities total is up to 309, and six people have died. COVID-19 is spreading faster in Loisa County than anywhere else in Iowa. Kate Payne reports the cases have increased exponentially in the rural community, which is home to many foreign-born residents. Louisa County in southeast Iowa has just over 11,000 residents, but according to a Washington Post analysis, the transmission rate of COVID-19 is higher there than in New York City. Pastor Benjamin Songboy leads a Burmese congregation in Columbus Junction. He says many of his church members work at the Tyson plant where more than 180 people have tested positive. He's thankful the facility is now idle. I don't know how long they will close, but I think if they continue to work, that will be a problem for all of us. In addition to language and cultural barriers, the county does not have a hospital, presenting another major challenge during the public health crisis. I'm Kate Payne, Iowa Public Radio News. And reports in this morning say that two of those who tested positive at the Tyson plant have now died. Illinois will likely take in $3 billion less this fiscal year than projected two months ago. Mary Hansen has more on what this shortfall means for the state's current spending plan. The deadline extension to June for filing income taxes is the biggest reason for the shortfall, according to the governor's office. Job loss and a drop-off of sales tax and gambling revenue also contribute. Governor J.B. Pritzker says short-term borrowing, moving money between funds, and spending cuts will help cover the gap. This is not the path any of us would choose under normal circumstances, but it is the best path available to us. The governor's office estimates Illinois will still run a deficit of $255 million for the fiscal year that ends in June. The picture doesn't get any better from there. The governor's proposed budget for next fiscal year could be as much as $7 billion short. I'm Mary Hansen. During the pandemic, arts organizations in the Quad Cities are struggling to find federal financial help. Herb Tricks has more. While $2 trillion in new federal spending will go to help businesses and individuals hurt by the global coronavirus pandemic, nonprofit arts organizations worry they may not see much relief. In late March, Americans for the Arts estimated that nationwide, the arts and culture sector would face a $3.6 billion economic loss just to date due to closures required by COVID-19. Agency CEO Robert Lynch said he was grateful for $300 million from Congress to support nonprofit cultural groups, but it's not nearly enough to ensure their long-term survival. Half that amount is devoted to the National Endowment for the Arts and National Endowment for the Humanities, 
some of which will filter to the states. That's according to River Music Experience Executive Director Tyson Danner. You know, they might as well save the money and, and threw it into a different pot because $150 million for the entire country is just hardly anything. Danner contrasted the response in the U.S. with Germany, which has a long tradition of state support for the arts, dedicating $54 billion in relief. Yeah, European governments are willing to fund the arts and culture. Um, meanwhile, here in America, unfortunately, we have to battle every year just to keep any funding going. The River Music Experience, like most small businesses and nonprofits, is applying for the new $350 billion Paycheck Protection Program. It offers loans equal to eight-week salary for organizations with less than 500 employees. Rachel Mullins, head of the Putnam Museum, said there may be money available from the Institute for Museum and Library Services. I think most organizations in our community are really hoping that it's state and federal resources that we can bring in to our community rather than relying on local charitable dollars. We all believe strongly that those dollars should be focused on human service needs. And Michelle Hargrave at the Figgy Art Museum is hoping for state and federal help. We're looking into if we're eligible for support um, from the NEA. If not, um, we're also hopeful that some of that money will trickle down to the states and um, that we might qualify for some funding from the Iowa Arts Council if it does. I'm Herb Tricks.